Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I am joined by Nick Roush. Nick, how are you today? Not in light, in Louisville either. No, we're actually at KS Bar and Grill. Uh, oh, man. Feels good to, I mean, it's still different. Yeah. You know, we got masks on. We're hanging out the bar. There's yeah. people here. It's a good, uh, I'm, it feels see, good to get out of the house. See that dude with the glasses that just sat down? Yeah, yeah. I bet you 20 bucks he orders ring, wings. <sighs> You good? Wings versus the field? Okay. Wings versus the field. All right, I'll take the field. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Okay. Deal. Pound it. I shouldn't do that after last night. Yeah, no. Your first soiree into college basketball game. Dude, college basketball is hard. Plus three. I had the cats at plus three. And I thought it was a lot. It I was, really did. It was I, really close, too. But Ole Miss is it. Not <sighs> good? No, not good. Hey, I got to tell you that, that Freddie. That, that was a frustrating game to watch. No matter if you had friendly wagers on it or not. That, right, right. You know, if you are of the blue and white fandom, that was hard to watch. I got to tell you, though, if college basketball is hard because there's the late game free throws, there's kids missing, there's a lot of dumb stuff that happens in the games. College football, it's a, it's a little bit easier to bet. So what, I'm, what I do every year, Freddie, I do pretty well in football. I'll cash a little bit out, and then I just lose it all in March. So yeah. I think you would do a little bit better dipping your toe in the football. That's it. One, oh, that's it? One and done. One hit wonder? Yeah. One and done, you know. I got so upset at the game, I couldn't go to sleep. I finally went to sleep about one thirty or 2 o'clock. <sighs> had Man. to get up at – supposedly I had to get up at 6 to get Ellie to school. I hit snooze on an alarm. She ended up waking me up at 7 o'clock. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's quite the day here with the KSR team. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm nervous. I'm a nervous wreck right now. Really? Yeah. I'm waiting to hear from our colleague, Drew Franklin, uh-huh. who is at this very moment – getting vaccinated for COVID-19. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah but I'm, you're nervous, though. Well, I'm nervous to see how it went for Drew. I'm not nervous to get the shot. I'm all in. You can. I, I'm okay with it. Right, but you just don't want anybody. You're worried. That's, that's, Freddie, that's typical of you. Just ultimate selfless, worried about others for yourself. Breaking news. Breaking news. Drew Franklin, 11 a.m., vaccination complete. He's good to go. Woo! How about that? Get the hell out of here, Cody. If you don't know, 1C is the category Kentucky's going by right right now, if I'm Correct. not mistaken. Correct. And that includes media. So yeah. that that's 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 us. So we're we're lining up to, yeah. to get our shots. I'm at twelve forty five uh, and you're what, two something? Two something, yeah, two fifteen. Two I don't know. I'll have to I put everything in my calendar now, Freddie. I'm an old man. I can't remember Good. things. This yeah. is gonna be quite the week for me. Really? Getting vaccinated today. Okay. Friday's a big day. What's happening Friday? I don't know. Should I should I say it or should I just wait and could you could you maybe uh, just drop some clues? Uh, no, I think I think you need to let the folks know just how you're changing your life forever. I'm this getting, is this is a, a forever life change. Your life will never be the same after Friday. I am getting a tattoo on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say what it is of. Okay, okay. I would like to hear people if you have. Ideas for tattoos that are clean, nothing dirty. Like you a can, panther can, or yeah, a snake. You can you can tweet it at, at Nick and I. But yeah, man, getting a tattoo at my age. People say this is a midlife crisis. No, for me, midlife was in my early thirties. <laughs> I never expected to live this long. <laughs> so, 
You know, I, I, it's something I've always wanted to do, and you know what? I want to do it. I don't care. My aunt, she just got her first tattoo not too long ago as well. So yeah. you know what? You live this long. You tried a bunch of new things. Why not? I mean, this is something you ain't tried before. You only live once, man, and and I'm going to go for it on Friday. So. Now, if this was, let's let's turn back the clock. Let's say this is 30 years ago. Yeah. And you come home, and you say, Big Fred. Oh, God. Look what I got right here yeah. on my arm. Mm-hmm. How, how would that have gone? Uh, the wire brush would have been brought out, and the tattoo <laughs> would have been removed one way or the other. So, <laughs> God rest his soul. He's not here to, to, to yell at me. So, I got nobody to worry about other than, you know, I want to make sure Ellie likes it and Clay likes it. So Yeah, yeah. Other than that, it's it's all me. So, yeah, it's not a midlife crisis because, again, my midlife was at 31, so I'm good to go. Yeah, it, we might be questioning it if all of a sudden you're getting you're driving a convertible. I'm driving my Corolla still, so there you go. <laughs> all right, Nick, football. Everybody yes. wants to hear about football, especially after last night. I'm still mad about last night. Ooh, can I can I God, t- can I start by that. taking you to task for any? Yeah, you got a post coming up on KentuckySportsRadio.com today. Yeah, talking about the two most important. Depth chart replacements. Yeah. Basically, the two most important battles in string practice, and yeah. you don't have quarterback or cornerback. No, I what don't. What gives? I think they can both be protected by scheme. Quarterback, I, I think the Cohen scheme is going to put completions uh, in the system where it's a quarterback-friendly operation, so I, I'm not overly concerned. I'm, I, I Obviously, when you get a new quarterback, you're, you're concerned. You want to see what's going on. But you don't have to be a great quarterback to be efficient in this in this system. Jared Goff is not a great quarterback and took Los Angeles to a Super Bowl. Agree? Yeah, agree? yeah. He's, he's a fine quarterback. If Kentucky gets above average quarterback play, it would be okay. Cornerback, you can definitely mask the uh, pl- personnel deficiencies through playing zone defense. The two positions that you cannot mask – you cannot cover up, you cannot hide, or, or the jack outside linebacker combination, outside linebacker defensive end position that Boogie Watson had and yeah. Josh Allen. And then the, the second one is offensive tackle, in my opinion, opposite of Darren Kennard. Correct. Let me give you my thinking. Now, you could say quarterback, or let me take this mask off. Okay. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> you could say quarterback. We're socially distanced and nobody's yeah, around, right, so right, we're right. okay. Yeah. You could say quarterback, but, again, you, you can hide some deficiencies from the quarterback position. A good year from the Kentucky quarterbacks is good enough. You could argue center because Drake Jackson has been the best, in my opinion, the best center that I've ever seen play at Kentucky. But when you're talking about replacing players, you have to look at the quality of players that are next in line. I think Quentin Wilson is ready. He's proven. He's experienced. He's played meaningful snaps. So I don't think the, the drop-off is, is going to be that significant. Now, you're not going to be Drake Jackson. There no, never will be. No. Plus, at the center position, Luke Fortner can slide over from guard to play center too. So that position is in good hands. Agree? Yeah. Okay. Receiver. Kentucky has been successful with inconsistent and substandard play at the receiver position. How has it done so? You have tight ends that can catch the ball, Mm -hmm. which Kentucky has two really, really good ones in that 
capacity in 2021, Justin Rigg, mm-hmm. Keaton Upshaw, yeah. Brendan Bates, Jordan Dingle. You have four of them. So you can hide receivers that way. The second way is to have a dominant run game. Yeah, if that, you have that receivers, helps a lot. That, Chris, Re- Chris Rodriguez helps, is, a, yeah, is a big reason be for honest. all these. Kentucky, other than Josh Ali, which Kentucky receiver consistently got open last year or separated from defenders or made a contested catch? Uh, maybe Alan Daly had a, one or two here and there. Okay. Who um, else? I think Epps had one, but you're right. They're, they're very numbered. You can cover up substandard receiver play by efficient tight end pass catchers, pass, pass catchers, and, and a running game. So, in my opinion, the most critical that you cannot cover up if you're Kentucky is a tackle. And also, when, again, when you're looking at replacing starters and a longtime starter in Landon Young, mm-hmm. who was an all-SEC performer, who was Kentucky's highest-graded offensive lineman, led the team with 56 knockdowns, uh, was, was the SEC Offensive Alignment of the Week twice in 2020, who are you going to replace that? Who are you going to place Landon with? Who had snaps last year that can step in and say, that's my starter? Uh, I, maybe not snaps from last year. but year before. Nasir Watkins exactly. has played a lot of football for Kentucky. Right now, if he plays in spring practice, he is, he's pro- your presumed starter, yeah, correct? And, and I, I don't know this, but as early as his injury happened last year, I, I would think – he could technically – like, there could be a shot he's in spring. He's yeah. definitely going to be back next fall. Yeah. It might be doing the – we'll just know live contact kind of deal with him. Yeah. Um, but I'm confident in Nasir Watkins. Okay. And Jamie Flax, pretty well, highly regarded junior college offensive line. We've now, seen that before, though. Yes, that's true. Uh, uh, with, I got to uh, see it. What's his name? Tate Levitt, who yeah, never, I, I never played a snap. Um, but I, I have a little bit more faith in those guys than what we've seen at quarterback play. That's, that's where I differ on you. It's just – even though, yes, you can cover it up to an extent, and there's a lot of things you can do, the difference between having an okay year and a good, great year, it's quarterback play. It's the, it's the one position in the sport that takes you to the next level. I mean, for Christ's sakes, look at what Bobby Trino did yeah. at Louisville. He's nothing at Louisville without Lamar Jackson this yeah. second go-around. I'm not saying none of those guys need to be Lamar Jackson, but, I mean, Charlie Strong the same way. He had Teddy Bridgewater. When you have your quarterback that you can hit your wagon to, it can make or break a coach. Look at Florida. Uh, must champ. I mean, he was able to buy seven other jobs and $20 million out of it, um, but he never got a quarterback. You yeah. know, like, the, there's, the position is so important now uh, that getting this right is just crucial. Kentucky's going to be better in the pass game regardless of who's yeah. better. Yep. But uh, I, I think to take that next step, not just this year, but, you know, next year and the year after that and the year after that, it's, it's quarterback play where I think uh, – I'm I'm much more concerned about that than tackle. But I will agree with you defensively, though, because on yeah. the edge, Kentucky yeah. did not get the pressure they needed to a year ago. I'll take that. I'll counterpoint your quarterback uh, stance, Nick. Is Kentucky built to throw the football 40, 30, 40 times a game right now? Other than Wondell Robinson and Josh Ali and the tight ends who can cover up yeah. average quarterback play, who, who do you got? I think Kentucky should be attempting 26 or 30 passes a game just to be balanced because yeah. you want to run 75, 80 plays probably. Yeah. So 26 to 30 I think is a sweet spot. Yeah. I think Kentucky, their passing game is going to be much different than, than we – thank God it's going to be a lot different <laughs> than we've seen in the past. But 
What's it going to rely on? This is where I took the – you know, I put a lot of thought into this post. What is Kentucky's passing game going to rely on? The outside zone stretch run. Yep. Play action. Correct. If you're, t- you have a, if you're lopsided and can only run the stretch uh, outside zone to Darren Kennard's side mm-hmm. and you're struggling mightily at the other tackle side, that takes half your passing game out of it. It's true. So true. that takes the quarterback out and puts the onus – on the offensive tackle, in my opinion. And the quarterbacks can't make throws if they're looking at the sky all day. If, it's true. If, if you can't protect the edge, you're not going to win in 2021. That's a good point. And, and Kentucky's quarterbacks are going to have safe throws because they have safe pass catchers. Mm-hmm. Two tight ends that are dynamic in the pass game. Wondell and Josh Alley. Wondell and Josh Alley are slot receivers. Mm-hmm. You don't have yet. We may see it. Mm-hmm. But who's that outside X receiver that's going to, go, that's going to hit a vertical shot? Yeah, I don't know. So and that's that's what's big and and see, I at least do appreciate Freddie that you are thinking next level because all of the shiny lures are at the skill position. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of uncertainty in these wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot, a whole lot, and, yeah. and 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 it makes me concerned, and it also tells me that you know while we want to see the ball flying all over the place, three and out is quick, especially yeah. if it's passes. And you put your defense that's replacing six starters back on the field. I think Kentucky's going to rely heavier on the run than people think. No, you're exactly right. But I still want to see some guys catching. Some yeah, passes I do too. Besides Josh Ali, because he too. had at one point in the year he had more receptions than all the other receivers combined, combined yes. for most of the season. Yeah. So now, uh, defensively, now this is. I'm 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 all the way with you on this because okay. I actually spoke with Brad White. The interview is actually airing on my radio show tomorrow. Where, well, how can we listen to that? Uh, it's it's Kentucky Roll Call. It's okay. on Big Exports Radio right in Louisville, ninety six one FM, fourteen fifty AM. And you don't have to listen to it as a phone call anymore, like you did at first. No, you can <laughs> if you want to, but there's okay. an online link you can listen to. Okay. It's all on my Twitter profile. And I used to do out. that. I used to call and listen. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not too bad. You just put it on speakerphone. But yeah. uh, nevertheless, I, I had him on and kind of went through the ran him through the gamut. And I brought up the quote that he had before the season where he said, knock on wood, I don't think we're going to have to worry about pass rush this year. It's like, oh, that didn't age very well. Yeah. But part of what he said, he's like, you know, the way we were humming in the preseason, I thought that was the kind of team we were going to be. We really started emphasizing takeaways. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just started rushing four and kind of setting back a little bit more and letting those guys do work. It's fine. It did work. It was great. Kentucky had, what, fourth best pass defense in America? Mm-hmm. But they didn't get done with their natural four-man rush. He missed Callan Taylor a lot. Yeah, uh, Jordan Wright had his moments but just didn't get home enough. And I swear that that Gator Bowl missed on the t- – that 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 missed sack was just in my dreams, just yeah. driving me nuts. But nevertheless, the reason why it's you, you lose Boogie Watson, <laughs> who – was great when he was a complimentary piece. Yeah. Struggled a little bit when he was asked to do more, but you're, you're missing him. J.J. Uh, Weaver, who was showed so much promise, played really well down the stretch. You know, he's working out. Yeah. But uh, he's not going to be – he's certainly not going to be practicing in the yeah. spring. How much is he going to be available in the fall? And then you're in a, kind of a numbers crunch. You have Katie McDaniel. He's mm-hmm. never played any football. Played in five games, had one tackle in 2020. I think the, the Weaver – uh, Jordan Wright position, solid. I think DeAndre Square is solid. That Mike linebacker, mm-hmm. not so much. Not so much. And that position, 
And this defense that Kentucky plays has to be an absolute dude. You cannot just plug and play a role player in there and expect to have results. That has to be a, a, a dude. But to me, the position that is most critical for Kentucky is that Jack outside linebacker combo defensive end. Now, Boogie Watson was great as complimentary to Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Boogie Watson's body type is not that of a Jack he's a, linebacker. He's the same. He's, he's smaller. The, he's, he's the other he's, side. And he's, he's good in pass coverage, too. Yes. He's a little bit, you know. Yeah. So, 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 in Boogie's defense, that he – Boogie was selfless to to take over that role and do as well as he did. He had one of the best plays of the year, too, ripping the ball out of that dude's hands in the end zone. That was so awesome. So why is that position the most important to me? Cornerback, Kentucky loses two. You can also factor in uh, uh, Devonshire. MJ yeah, Devonshire. Yeah, who is expected to be a contributor. So, yeah. technically three. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Jabari another – Brown. I, the portal. I, I we we that, can talk more that, about the yeah, portal later. Yeah, that's But anyway – but you got some athletes there with yeah. Valentine, Drew yeah. Phillips. Yeah, they'd be yeah. okay. And Kentucky plays so much zone defense, mm-hmm. you can cover up corners. And here's why. Especially the use of Corker. You have – look at your nickel and safety players. Quandre Mosley can play corner, but can also play every nickel and safety position. I think they're going to move him to corner, too. Okay. I got a hunch. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vito Tisdale. Okay. Badass. Okay. Yeah. Use of Corker, best safety in the SEC, arguably. Yep, Devontae Robinson, six-year senior. Yeah. Uh, Ty Asian. Ty Asian, who's, who's not talked about enough. Played really well after the first two or three games So, your year. your nickel safety players are, are very good for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The unknowns at corner. You can mask that by playing zone defense. So, I, I, I didn't take – I took corner out of it. But where you – where you, it's hard to mask – the pass rush, because if you can't get pass rush with four with your edge, then you got to start blitzing. You leave yourself vulnerable. The number two, I, I have the the Jack linebacker is number one, my number one concern. Do you know what my number number two concern was? What was your number two? Defensive tackle, Phil Hoskins, lo- losing Phil Hoskins. Yeah, he was real close a lot last year. What do you have there? You have a bunch of four stars that, that were played. great on paper, mm-hmm. but none jumped out at me as being overly twitchy and special. As a true freshman. Now, you say, well, they were true freshmen. Yeah. True. They're going to make mistakes. They're not going to know where to go. But if you are that elite pass rusher, long-length pass rusher that Kentucky likes, you're going to flash something. I didn't see a lot of flash last year from that, that group. Now, I'm hoping that they develop Oxendine, that whole bunch. You're in the weight room. Yeah. I'm, they got older guys who kind of showed them the ropes. I'm hoping that, that, that they come and earn those stars this year. Yeah. But that defensive tackle position is this, my biggest second concern on on defense. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to visualize the depth chart of who who else is there right now. Um, he's, I mean, I mean, you lose Phil Hoskins. Yeah. You know who? who let's just say, all right, Kentucky's losing six starters on defense. You can say seven with Cordell Looney. He was he played that much. Yeah, yeah, he played a lot. Yeah. So you're losing him as well. Uh, We'll see how that works out. I, I'm anxious because I do believe this. I believe that Anwar Stewart is a fantastic football coach. Mm-hmm. And Anwar Stewart comes from that Pete Jenkins tree of defensive line coaches that goes back to LSU and how, how, really, how great that, that he has developed coaches throughout the years. I think, I think Anwar Stewart was going to get the absolute most out of all these players. But I've yet to see anyone that, that would scare me. And that's probably due to youth. But, you know, you see pass rushers, you see defensive linemen flash 
even at a young age, and you say, "Whoa, that dude's going, that's a dude." Didn't get after it. Did yeah. you see anybody that that that, that looked like that? In yeah. And in fairness, they, I didn't see that much of them. Period. Right. You know. Um, so th- that's part of it. But uh, there's one guy who actually he did a little flashing at the end of the year, but uh, and rose up the depth chart kind of surprisingly. And now he's in the portal. Yeah. Quay Mahone. Quay Mahone. Yeah. From Columbus, Georgia, he was one of two that hopped in the portal over the yeah. last. Columbus, Georgia, if you're ever in the South, Columbus, Georgia is one of the hidden gems of the South. Uh, Fort Benning is there, and the the, the river now is built up to a big touristy. They have restaurants, coffee shops, art, you name it. And and it's a really neat city, but we'll get into transfers in a minute. But, um, yeah, look look at the Jack linebackers Kentucky's had. So, Darius Smith, Bud Dupree, Josh Allen, Boogie Watson. Pretty good. Yeah. So, Boogie Watson in 2020, I don't have a percentage of plays that he was in the football game, but I would say it's, it's in the 90s. High, yeah. That's great for consistency, and, and Boogie made great plays, and I love the kid. I, I, I hope the very best for him. I hope he plays in the NFL for 20 years. But his backup, KD McDaniel, played in five games only. Mm-hmm. One tackle. Mm-hmm. That's what you got coming back experience-wise. I don't. I'm not saying KD McDaniel can't do it. I've just not seen enough to say he can't that that he projects or not. Thus, and this is going to be crazy. Potentially, we know what we know what we got with Wondell Robinson, right? I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. big time, right? Is Justice Dingle if he turns out to be that dog at Jack linebacker, the most valuable transfer that Kentucky got? Because it is very just like Wondell receiver. Justice Dingo at that Jack linebacker is a tremendous position of need. Sam Anelli got moved to defensive end. Yeah, they needed a little twitch so there. So take him out of that equation. So it's McDaniel and Dingle right now. I'm not so sure Trevin Wallace didn't get a look, get a look there, Nick. Yeah, uh, that's how I'm I mean, he's going to play somewhere. There. He's yeah. got to. He's too the, twitchy. The, the only the only worry I have about Wallace, I hope he doesn't get into the. W- they're asking him to do so much that he doesn't do one thing good yeah. kind of deal. Because he can do it all. Yeah, he can do it Don't all. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, now, they brought in probably more bodies at inside linebacker with, you know, you brought in Luke Fulton from Michigan State. You know, yeah. It might be more of a need Derek at outside Jackson. linebacker. But you're, you're – that's what the spring's for is figuring out yeah. where your strengths are at that, yeah. out, that edge and that inside position. So, you know where to put Wallace at first. Yeah. Because, hell, it might be one of those things, Freddie – where if he's just special teams and third down rushing, like he can make, I mean, he can be a huge impact. I mean, it's kind of what Pascal did as a freshman. Yeah. Just put yeah. him in in spots and let him get after Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So, and, and you know, so defense. I, you know, everybody's want to see the offense. Me, me included. I want to see this defense in spring, Nick. I want to see these young defensive linemen develop under Amar Stewart. I want to see. Is Derek Jackson the dude at linebacker, or is he, is he a role player? I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Jared Casey, a four-star coming out, decommitted from, I think, Oregon, right? Yes. If I'm not mistaken. To, to started on the edge, moved him back inside. Yeah. So and they, he, he's, he is yeah. new to the position. I, he has that ability and size to be that dude that you're looking for. But he just needs to become it. Needs to become and that, it. And that comes with reps. And he it's got, time. He got plenty last year. It's, but it's time for Jared. And they need it. They need it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not – seriously, I mean, Trevin Wallace, I'm not, I'm not marking him off of any potential depth chart. He's that special. But to me, again, quarterback sacks. 
2018, 38 quarterback sacks. Josh Allen had about 70 himself. 2019, 33 quarterback sacks. Calvin Taylor had nine uh-huh. and a half. Right. 2020, 15. Now, even with two less games, that's a steep drop-off. I mean, you're not going to average uh, seven and a half sacks over two games to, to make that up. Plus, right? right? Well, and – and here, and let me let me let me take this further, Nick. And, and this is this is a podcast that that we're getting really deep in the weeds. This is not superficial stuff. Well, and I like that we're getting deep in the weeds too. We can get more deep in the weeds when we're not talking through a computer. You yeah, know? exactly. Here, here's my take, and and it applies to both special teams and to defense. Long gone are the days of when I played. Thank God, where Rocket Ishmael. Uh, all these big-time returners were just great. That day's gone. Why? Because the athletes tackling them are better. Athletes tackling them better, but kickoffs are going into the end zone because they're closer to the end zone now, right? Uh-huh. So you're not getting kickoff returns unless it's a mistake. You're And across the board, punters are now have a heavy Aussie influence. Your directional punting now instead of just taking catching the ball and kicking it straight to the to returner. Am I? I mean, seriously. You know, the the opportunities for returns are not as high as they used to be. My favorite. Uh, <laughs> the first thing I thought of was Louisville at Miami, and they kicked it to Devin Hester. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, idiots. It was so dumb. But think back to 2020. Oh. Did you see a lot of highlights of punt returns and kick returns? The days are go- the days are. I mean, B- Bowden is great as a playmaker as he was. He had two scores. Yeah. So, kick return, punt returners, their opportunities are lessened now. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Fast forward to 2021. What do quarterbacks do now much better than they did, say, ten years ago, than a hundred years ago when I played? Uh, I would say. I would say their mobility. Mobility is one, number one. Number two, quarterbacks get the ball out of their hands much faster now than they used to. <laughs> yeah. Correct? Yeah. The oper- There's no more seven-step drops. <laughs> I, Kentucky's drop from 33 to 15 is, is eye-opening, eye-popping, and it's, it's a, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an outliner. But I do think that teams' total sacks – are going to t- continue to decrease due to the fact there's not going to be that many opportunities for sacks because these quarterbacks now, these offensive coordinators, you're getting the football and getting it out of your hands quicker and quicker every year, quicker and quicker. So sacks might not be there for the defense, right? So in my opinion, though, that, that influences the quarterback sack total, but well, non-negotiable. Kentucky has to improve its, its pass rush. And the, the one thing White did say is that – you know, we really emphasized turning the ball over. And it didn't show up the years before. showed up last year. It did. He's like, well, this year our point of emphasis is getting more pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. So, hopefully that's reflective in that. And even if you aren't getting as many sacks, you got to get tips at the line of scrimmage or interceptions. Or, or move, and yeah. so, they at least – the defense was still good last year because they were able exactly. to – they were able to mask it. Calvin Taylor, as much as many sacks as he had, how many – tips that he have at the line. Yeah. You know, and that, that's – it's the same thing with quarterback hurt. You know, all this J.J. Yeah. Watt free agency stuff's coming up. 
no matter even if he doesn't get sacks, what makes him really good? He's great at affecting the quarterback. Yeah. Just hell, just bull rushing a lineman into the quarterback to make him throw an errant throw. So yeah, Kentucky's just got to continue to make havoc plays in some form, um, and a lot of it comes down to getting just pure pressure on the quarterback. The final reason that outside linebacker slash defensive end is my most important position going into 2021 is because of the man that you just talked about. If there's a coach on Kentucky staff that can take a role player and develop him into a a big-time contributor, it's Brad White. Mm-hmm. He has proven that he can develop outside linebackers mm-hmm. at an extremely high level. Yeah, so, I think it's safe to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying the I other mean, coaches can at other positions, but Brad White can develop those linebackers, outside linebackers, as good as anybody in the country. I mean, Josh Allen was good, and he was going to be good regardless. Brad White made him defensive player of the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you take Boogie Watson, who is, who is an who is a weak side linebacker, and you put him at defensive end and outside linebacker combination, and still be as effective as Boogie was. I think that is as impressive a coaching job as what he did with Josh Allen. To be quite honest with you, because mm-hmm. Boogie's what six two. He's a smaller guy. Yeah, two thirty five, two forty, maybe. Yeah, that's uh, that, yeah. I mean, I think I think what my my main point here is. Kentucky is really, really, really going to miss Landon Young and Boogie Watson. Freddie, I'm, I like seeing all these people in here. I do too. Did he order wings? Did I win the money? Oh, we, he, he, they haven't showed up yet. Okay. So we got to talk till his order yeah. gets in. But I will say, if you do order here at KS Bar and Grill between now and Sunday, I know you're not a big drinker, Freddie, but you're getting a raffle, a chance to win a 15 year old bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. That's pretty big. It's like that's the, big. That's huge. It's it's not the same thing as the Holy Grail, but it might as well be. Yeah. Secondary market. These bottles go for a couple grand. I got friends who they get in all these bourbon drawings and pay through the roof, and they can't even get their hands on it. Yeah. So wow. I and if you want here, you get two chances. Not just one, but two. So now through. Uh, the weekend, you can get your hands on a bottle. And then next week, we, we can't say what we're doing, but ne- it's going to be fun. SC I'm tournament weekend you? and NCAA tournament. Some? Yeah, definitely. I've already put it on the calendar for my wife to see NCAA tournament weekend. I'm going to be up here. You all share a calendar? We got one on the fridge, and I used to just have it in my phone. Yeah. And one night, she had a volleyball game at the same time as the UK basketball game. Uh. Nobody to watch baby. And she's like, well, it wasn't on the calendar. So now I'm writing everything on the yeah, calendar. Yeah. I'm writing poker night on the calendar yeah. now. I got it. We're, we're blocking everything off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. That's enough. My, you can, I don't know what time my post will go up, but, you know. Yeah. You can, you can chop it up and, and whatever, any way you want to. Next, next subject is the transfer portal. It's starting to amaze me, the transfer portal. Really? How it so? Is. Like that big cat Bryant's just going to follow Gus Miles on everywhere he goes? Well, I mean, <laughs> look at two big players right now. Eric Gilbert, the tight end from LSU. Oh, man, I got so happy. Committed to that. Florida. Yeah. Now he, he entered the transfer portal to go to Florida. And now he's back in there. He, he didn't even there a day and, and back in the portal to go somewhere else. Love it. So a double portal for, for Gilbert. Love it. Big cat. Eat it, Dan Mullen. Auburn player transfers to Tennessee and through the portal. Well, then. Then declares for the draft. Oh, he declared for the draft. I missed that part. Then goes back into the portal to go to UCF. I I get the <laughs> – I don't blame him for bowing out on Tennessee. I don't hey, Everybody's getting as far away from Knoxville. Yeah. You can't get – you couldn't hit Knoxville with a 10-foot pole. Right. But uh, the part to me that 
that that of all of the developments, the biggest one is that uh, somebody crunched the numbers. I don't know how much I trust them, but it was something like of the twelve hundred players in the portal, two hundred have offers. Yeah. Well, we're getting ready to go through Kentucky's portal situation. Because, like, uh, let's be honest. These kids assume they're going to still be getting recruited like they're high school recruits, but they're not as coveted. Okay. Kentucky, from 2020, Kentucky, in my best guess, seven players have entered the portal. Is that what you got? Uh, I believe so. Okay. So, MJ Devin, Either seven or eight, yeah. Going to Pitt. Yep. He's got a home. Going cold, and he's also he's, going he's close to home. That, yeah, yeah, that's right there. And Pitt, Pitt recruited him pretty heavily. Now that high school. MJ, that one, I get. MJ Devonshire, his transfer out of Kentucky hurts. Hurts a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Rest up. Rest of them doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt a bit. Rest of them kind of wanted. Yeah, for being honest. Okay, so I mean that's the only name that we need to be concerned with as far as transfers going out. Now, from that, Khalil Branham. Is he even, is he playing football or did he? I don't uh, even think he entered the, the portal. Yeah, I think he's just he's done. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I so don't, I don't know. It's Quay Mahone. <laughs> I saw his mom was tweeting at Coach Prime. Oh, that, that'd be a good that'd be a good spot for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jabari Brown. Oh, so here's the thing, Freddie. A lot of folks are like, you know, he started some games in 2019. Now Kelvin Joseph's gone. Maybe it's his time. Well, no. here's the thing got recruited over and the big thing on Jamari Brown where's Jamari Brown from Freddie he is from South Florida so far yeah how many kids did Eddie Grant and Darren Henshaw recruit from SoFlo in that 2017-2018 class uh 2018 seven players I have nine players in the class of 2018 that are no longer with the program but transferred out yes and in that so there's a ton from that 18 class that left, but the South Florida kids that they hit hard in those two classes, five of the 14 are still on campus. Here's the thing, Freddie. Those guys should be seniors now. Of they, the five, who are they? Jordan jo- Wright, starter, starter, stud. Yeah, Josh great, Ali. Great pickup. Starter. Josh Ali, stud. quality player, potential stud. In context, was a stud at Kentucky last year. Yes, yes. So, yes, that works. Cedric Tor, solid player. Solid player. He'll have a chance to – he'll be competing for a starting position at corner. The other two. Cleveland Thomas, is he still on the team? I don't know. I have no idea. No idea, but we're going to act like he's in there. We're going to count him. Okay. Bryce Oliver would be the fifth out of those. His deal, who knows. Yeah. Um, wait, jury's still out. Maybe he could be good. Maybe not. Maybe. And then the rest have gone in the portal. Yeah. The – as much grief as Eddie Green took for the lack of development at quarterback play – you should take just as much, if not more, because Kentucky weaned on South Florida to be the team right now. Those guys should be your starters right now. They should be your best players on the team. And you got three out of fourteen. You're not going to get every. You're not going to hit on every right. Friday. They're, you're just not. That's no, not no, how it works. No. But when you miss out on thir- like that's a, only a third of your players. No, less than a third of your players actually turn out to be productive players. Like that's. That is just as inexcusable as being the worst Power Five passing team in America. The the class of 2018 of the nine players that's no longer with the program, and those that entered the transfer portal. Stanley Garner, I could not find him anywhere. Uh, he went to uh, like a not Lipscomb, um, 
It's like a D2 school in the South. Okay. Yeah, FCS school in the South. Terry Wilson. Do uh, you have to hear anything on Terry? Yeah. You get three decent years out of BJ, him. Yeah, I, listen, I love Terry Wilson. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. BJ or Marvin Alexander is at FAU. Okay. Sounds about right. Davion Hawkins is at Tennessee State. That's about right. Yeah. Jamari Brown, don't know. Akeem Hayes, don't, don't yeah, know. Quay yeah. Mahone, don't know. Ashton Pierre, never played it down. Nope, never made it. Dom Williams is at Tennessee State. At least in Pierre's case, he was uh, – we're going to take a cha- chance late on the class, yeah. injured academic stuff, yeah. you know, whatever. You yeah. got a scholarship, might as well use it. Yeah, but he, he was – I mean, he was highly regarded. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. Oklahoma offer, but yeah. it was grades and all that sort of now, stuff. Now, also with that, from uh, Nicholas Ognevic. Ognevic, yeah. Ognevic. Doesn't no, – not, nothing I th- yet. I thought he might be going to Pitt, but haven't heard anything yet. Sebastian Dolcine, remember him? Sebo, who – He's at FAU. He ended up at FAU? I thought yeah. he was going to one of the Mississippi schools. I think he went there, then FAU. Gosh, he's – Christopher Whitaker – Probably isn't he? In, he in, went to UCF, but I don't know if FIU. He it was FIU, and he, he's, he's doing good there. Okay, and so is BJ Alexander, the okay, receiver. Good. He's doing good. I'm glad to see Can that. I, I, Michael Nesbitt, I can't find him anywhere. So in man, Nesbitt too. I'm pretty sure he was a sight unseen. Get the hell out of here because he did not do anything in the classroom whatsoever. There was a funny story behind that that I'm not completely at liberty to share, but I think there was a. Just go, pack your stuff, and get out. But Sebastian Jolstein, he went from UK to JUCO. Mm-hmm. He committed to Mississippi State, decommitted, I think committed to Ole Miss, then went back to Mississippi State, and now he's at FIU now? Yeah. He's a perfect example of a South Florida kid because in South Florida, they don't have transfer rules. You can play three different sports for three different schools in the same year, not miss a beat. It's a Wild Wild West down there. There's no and, – and, and the reason why that stuff didn't work, it's not a culture fit at Kentucky. That's not Mark Stoops' Youngstown football. you got to pay – Jamin Davis is an exemplary player in the Mark Stoops program because not everybody's going to come in and, and, and make an impact right away. you got slow burners. And the so full kids, eh, let's just hop in the portal. So now the, kid, the, the players that are in the portal now, again, DJ, DJ, MJ Devonshire, Kentucky's going to miss him. And I wish him the best at Pitt. Branham, Mahone, Jabari Brown, Akeem Hayes, Terry Wilson, Nick. How you say that? Ojinovich. Yeah. So let's match that to the incoming players. Mm-hmm. Will Levis, significant playing time at Penn State. Yeah. Going to compete for a starting position. Right. Upgrade. Yeah. Luke Fulton, going to compete for playing time in the rotation at line, at linebacker. Upgrade. Quality piece. Quality yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. He's he's he's. I'm I'm curious what he's going to do. Tra- Trayvon we'll Morgan. Oh yeah, he can he be he can. That's gonna be a big win. Morgan. No matter what he did or did not do at Michigan State, he is an automatic upgrade at an ex ex receiver at, at Kentucky. Kentucky doesn't have anybody like him. Okay. With the experience, like I mean, right. yes, Isaiah Cummings played some snaps. He can catch a pass. You yeah. see those passes he caught at Michigan State? Yeah. I hope you all read that thing. I, I that, that was a very good article. And. I do think that this will be a nice little refresh. See, the portal is bad as can be for some. I think it's it's good for others. You know, in his case, he's got a coaching change. He's had an injury. Freddie, you and I both know that you're not recruited by that coach. It's not – things probably aren't going to work out very well for you. Yeah. Hopefully this can be a nice refresh button for him. Yeah. Um, Justice Dingle. Same S- thing with him with coaching changes. I mean, <laughs> and, and here's the thing with him too. 
because he is kind of in the tweener spot. He talked about it last week in an interview. He was saying that, you know, uh, he didn't say it in these words, the defensive end didn't work out or anything. But if nothing else, he learned how to be violent with his hands. Yeah. And I think that can be valuable you for that re- edge position. You, you have to realize how highly regarded he was coming out of Bowling Green High School. Yeah, four-star prospect. Four-star prospect. Second-ranked player in the state behind a kid, I think, that went to Notre Dame maybe. So, you get a four-star prospect transfer into your program, that is an upgrade. Yeah. Is it not? Because yeah. who, who's at that jack position right now? KD McDaniel? Not seen enough to, to make a judgment there. So, and that is an upgrade. He was a four-star guy in high That's school. an upgrade. He hit, did you know he had like something like six fumble recoveries as a freshman? No. It was something – it was an obscene amount of fumble recoveries, which I don't even know how you get – I mean, this is luck. <laughs> he was there that many times. I, I, I'll regress now and go back to that outside linebacker, Jack, defensive end position. Mm-hmm. Of the players competing for that role, they have combined for zero college quarterback sacks. Zero. That's why it's the most critical for me. And then the last transfer – is the dude, Wondell Robinson. Yeah. Now, Wondell Robinson transfer portal is the upper 1% of the transfer portal. Yeah, very rare. Very, very rare that you get a player of that stature that moves on. Cause, and it's also, too, Freddie, like even like in Morgan's case, on paper, four-star kid who is top ten player in Ohio, like that's a big get. Yeah. But he doesn't have anywhere near the production that Wandale has. The, he's the big – like, I, I don't even know how to compare it to others because he was one of the biggest non-quarterbacks in the portal in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Like, just kids of that caliber don't transfer no. often. And for Kentucky to get one, even if, like you said, if it is just a one-hit wonder, take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll happily take it. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that, that's Kentucky in the portal. Um, what it's lost doesn't hurt them, other than Devonshire. Yeah, right? Right. And you also and have what you gain plenty of helps dudes them. there. Right. So, you have a five-to-one ratio of positivity in the transfer portal. That is a good year for Kentucky in the portal. It's a good start, too, that you're not – they kept spots open, but they aren't leaning on – the portal for their heavy lifting. Right. So I saw where there's one school, uh, might be like in New Mexico State. They didn't recruit any high schoolers. They only went to the portal. Yeah, little silly. But like Dan Mullen, you know, I was laughing at Eric Gilbert not getting him. Dan Mullen hasn't done very well recruiting high school kids. He's done well in the portal. He's done great. That's where he's gotten all of his talent. Yeah. So, but when you have a guy like Gilbert not go there, yeah, that's going to hurt you. I really hope it yeah. catches up with Mullen. I just. Freddie, I'm in a weird spot with him because I love to hate Dan Mullen. But he – so, as much as – like, I, I want him gone, but I like – it's it's almost like Will Muschamp kind of. Like, I love having him around to hate. But the difference between Muschamp and Mullen is that Mullen's actually a good coach. Yeah, he is. He's good on the field. He's very good. And and he will make our trip to Hoover this summer somewhat bearable. I'm interested how that's going to go. I'm going. I'm just – I'm wondering, like – it was funny. My my sister got a new. Uh, she, my sister moved to a condo, and my dad's like, "Yeah, it's in Hoover. It's right by that big Winfrey Hotel. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, and I've spent many uh, summers shivering in there because they keep it in an ice box. Now you said Quay Mahone, maybe going to Jackson State. Is that? Oh, no, I don't think there's. I think it was just his mom tweeting at him, I which hope I thought so, was funny. because I really like that kid. Mm-hmm. I really do. He he. I really like Quay Mahone. I got to know him very well. 
uh, and I want nothing but the very – I want the very best for all these players. I'm happy to see B.J. Alexander succeed at mm-hmm. FAU. I'm happy Especially that, close to home, too. Yeah, that, that Christopher Whitaker uh, is doing well. And I, I'd like to see that. I think Davion Hawkins is going to do well at Tennessee State, you know. Um, but but there's a lot of players that we mentioned, Nick, that don't have homes. Yeah. So. And that's that's the reality we're in. Did he leave? I guess he just got something to drink. That 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 doesn't count then. No. No. no we got to push that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. The dude with the glasses. There, there are a lot more distractions when we're here. Yeah. Like I, I don't know why, but I'm, I've been staring at Stephen A. Smith's face for far too long. I feel like long. I'm talking deeper because I'm on this microphone. We mean talking deeper. Like you know, deep. Trying to hear my big voice. Yeah. Hi, I'm Freddie Maggard. Here's my big <laughs> broadcast voice. Uh, also on the website on the dot com, I wrote uh, about projections for spring practice or just overviews, previews, however you want to call it, on the offense, defense, and special teams. Um, We've talked about the offense and defense, but we've not talked about the special teams. Pretty much losing Max Duffy, uh, you you know, it reminds me of the the line, and remember the Titans, you cannot replace a Gary Bertier. You cannot replace a Max Duffy. Gary Bertier, Bertier mama. The most great name. prolific punter in Kentucky history. He's also a pretty funny dude, too. Average 49.1 Did you watch yards. him in the senior ball? Yeah. How weird is it? To, like, it's, it's, I kind of hate it. It looks boring because he's not running around back there. There's not as much drama. When guys are going through the combine, pro day, senior bowl, I get so protective. I mean, I guess the, the papa bear comes out in me. You know what I mean? Well, hey. I just want to see them do so well. Uh but, yeah, it was weird seeing him. But 49.1 yards per, per punt. It's pretty good. And then winning the Ray Guy Award. Could have won it again. I mean, that, that, he, he was the best punter in the country for a couple of years. But something else that Max Duffy did was he held on extra points and field goals. Mm-hmm. Colin Goodfellow, backup punter to uh, Wilson Berry, most likely, mm-hmm. will take over that role. And then – I had a few people uh, come at me when I was really high on Matt Ruffalo. No, yeah, he was good last year. Very good. How good was he, Nick Roush? He, 13 out of 14 best, PATs. the best season out of a kicker since Austin. What, yeah. was it, what was his field goal, 23 out of 25? Yeah, I think he missed one PAT and two field goals. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Now, the one PAT is just one it, that well, you remember forever. Yeah. But that's the best – I mean, if you take out Austin – I can't remember a consistent, more consistent. And kicker. I hate to say this because I'm the world's worst to get mad at specialists yeah, because yeah. they don't do. I mean, you know, they do. They a got lot one of, job. Yeah, yeah. do it well. But but Ruffalo's missed PAT against Ole Miss. I mean, what's the difference in that? And then you know the AJ Rose celebration. Peace sign. Yeah, yeah. Or dropping a pass, or you know something. Fumbling. Like, yeah, fumbling. You know, so, so yeah. much stuff. Yeah, there's so much stuff. I give him one mistake in a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm a Ruffalo guy. The one thing you, you did mention, Wilson Berry. Uh, I do think he will be. I mean, his brother's the punter for the Steelers, Steelers. for Christ's sake. It's not like he's coming into this without knowing right. what he's doing. So I think he'll be prepared. And <laughs> how, what do we have to go by on Wilson Berry? For me, the only thing that I needed Max to see. Max Duffy's stamp of approval. That's it. Yep. If Max approves, then <laughs> I don't know enough about it to not approve. So, You know one thing that I, I want our listeners to keep an eye on? There's a lot of in-state recruits that we get excited about. 
Watch the kicker from Boyle County. Yep. Jackson, Jackson Smith. Smith. Yeah. He's he's ranked as the highest ranked kicker in the country. Yeah. In so, Boyle County. So right now in the state of Kentucky, you have five big dogs as far as in-state recruiting. Gavin right? Wimsett. Gavin Wimsett. Things are looking good in that department. Um, Grant Bingham. Grant Bingham from Johnson Central. Dane Trav- Key. Dane Key. Ty Bryant. Yeah. Travion Longmire. Rick Corbin. Yep. And Jackson Smith. And Jackson six. Smith. I'm trying to think, are we missing That any? could be a – well, I can't talk about what we're going to do in the offseason yet because we've no. not made it official. No. But you are going to be very pleased with what we do in the offseason. Man. We could be making six stops instead of five. Okay. I mean, Agree? Yeah. And my uh, – if we're stopping in Boulder County, though, some of my friends would be very ashamed of me. They're Wax Cat kids, and they – you want to talk about hate. Bullet County? Boyle Bull, County. Bullet County, yeah. They despise them because they're so good and they yeah. knock them out of the playoffs. Yeah. Well, Bullet they County. are good. You know, I, I called that state championship game when they beat Franklin County. That's a heck of a I was talking game. to a, a football coach last night that I greatly value his opinion. I won't say what level or who it is because you know me. I don't talk about what, go, what yeah, happens yeah. in the locker room stays in the locker room. Right. But we were both just mind-blown still at how good Franklin County was. Franklin County had some dudes, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were so skilled. That was such a good football team that, that surprised me. But I shouldn't have been surprised after they went down and beat Johnson Central pretty badly in Paintsville. You know what I like seeing too, Freddie? What's is that? Is that E-Town is one of the best basketball teams in the state. And they got off to a slow start because all their best players were Played also football, football players. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Kaya Sanders, I think is yeah. his name. He's a stud on the football team, stud on the basketball team. Same thing with Blazer, because um, I believe uh, Raekwon Smith is that yeah. was that no, no. The, the running back. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? I believe he's on the basketball team as I well. I think he's going to Army, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, yeah. that guy. He, he was a stud in that championship game. But I love seeing the multiple sport guys. I'd absolutely hate. I mean, you know, I, I, I we'll both talk about it till we're blue in the face. But I love the multiple sport guys. I do too. It's a lot of fun. Which speaking of basketball, Freddie. This high school game on Saturday. Can you remember a high school basketball game talked about as much as Lexcath versus North Laurel? Yeah. Jeff Shepard's high school team played in Memorial Coliseum when he was in high school. Okay. He's from Georgia, correct? He's from Georgia. Yeah. That was a big deal. Okay. And any time King Rex came into town. Big deal. Huge deal. Yeah. Uh, I remember – So Yeah. Reed, Reed Shepard is a star. In the city of Louisville, the big one when I was a kid, Sebastian Telfair, who was going to go to Louisville – going to play for Patino. They did a doc. He was like the first person they did a documentary of a high school kid. It was huge. It was such a big deal. And he played against PRP, my school's rival. They they were technically my home school. I despised him. But Jawan Spillman uh, played football at UofL. Terrence Farley played basketball at UofL. And they got smoked by Telfair. That was a big game. <laughs> but I'm excited for this one because it's, it's two in-state teams. You got 13th region. Yeah. Shout out. They're not just the fighting Reed Shepherds, too. They got some other dudes. Yeah. And then on Lexcath, the big dog brought in his nephew, a ringer, John McCreer, who – did you see that dunk he had the other night? That yeah. was nasty. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, love, I love Vince, too. Uh, he had a quote, something like, he better be growing the way he sleeps. You know, it, was the <laughs> most, it was the most Vince quote I've ever heard. But between him, Ben Johnson, and Bellman, that'll be that'll be fun. I, just, I like that we got a little bit of juice yeah. in the high school sport. Because those kids are going to – 
I mean, college basketball players, and I'm glad to see it. Well, the pendulum swinging where we got some college talent in high school in basketball, not just football. Because the football level, Kentucky's a football. Listen, I mean, I know people get upset about this, and they think I'm joking, but I'm not. Kentucky is a football high, high school football state. Now the Sweet 16 gets is the Sweet 16. It's a money maker, and yeah, I, I'm yeah. the guy. I, I love the Sweet 16, so I'm all in on that. Mm-hmm. But high school basketball in Kentucky – They don't fill gyms like it used to. It, it doesn't fill gyms, and the, the quality of play is not there. Where are the great players? If you're if, – We're I, slowly getting more, but, yeah, it's few and far between. And if they are great, they go to Oak Hill or they go to one of those mm-hmm. – Prep schools. Yeah, yeah, right? So I am personally very happy to see Reed Shepard at North Laurel playing for a school – that's not a one of these places that pop up it's a factor. and have 15 kids in the school. They all play basketball, and it's sponsored by some church. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This is an actual county school or a city school. You know, I used to love watching Hopkinsville and Owensboro play because, you know, the city that they represented, you know, I love that. Uh, Scotty but, Hobson, University Heights. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean, I like it because I think, you know, because Kentucky, and we just talked about six players in Kentucky next year, football-wise, they're getting recruited by everybody in the country. Yeah. When's the last time Kentucky's had ta- two basketball players in the same year that got, is getting recruited by everybody in the country? Yeah. Uh, How many players in state has year. UK offered in the last 10 years? Basketball? Yeah. Well, one of them's on the team now, Dante Allen, Dominic Hawkins, Derek Willis, John Hood. John, No, John Hood went last 10 years, so – Three. Three in ten years. All right. Kentucky is pretty much one of the gold standards for college basketball, correct? Yeah. How many high school players in the state of Kentucky has Alabama offered in football in the last ten years? Not even offered, but gotten. They've gotten at least six. You just answered your question. Yeah. So, Kentucky is a football state. Yeah. With the players and the the quality of play is much better than the quality of play on the court right now. May, hopefully, maybe that may flip-flop, and before it wasn't that case. But don't try to tell me that Kentucky's a basketball state as far as high school because it's not. You know what I just thought? It's kind of funny, Freddie. They're What's doing the uh, – I don't know why it just popped in my head, but they're doing the kind of Meet the Wildcat series. Yeah. I'm talking to the freshmen. Well, Vell Wright has a bearded dragon lizard named Dash, nice. which is a hilarious name for a lizard that just kind of sits there all day. Yeah. But, like, the running back names his slow little lizard Dash. Dash. I like it. <laughs> Which brings me to the last topic. And I don't know enough about this to talk accurately about it, but I just know good, the good. overview. Yeah, facts are optional, Freddie. If I'm not mistaken, the state legislature – how you say it? Legislature? Yes. Passed some deal, 36 to 0. I don't think it's law all the way yet. Okay. They, but it's, it's, it's on its Which way. Which basically yeah. says you can come back playing an extra year of, of high school sports. Is that, yeah, is that what correct. it says? Yeah, there's nothing better to do in Kentucky than, than, than legislate high school athletics. Seems like a huge waste of time. I mean, seriously. And, and also, we got flooding going on. We got COVID. We got coal miners out of work in eastern Kentucky, and we're worried about high school sports an additional year when the players that really suffered is not the class of 2021. It's, it's the class of 20. Yeah. That yeah. missed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're going to bring them back two canceled. years later? No. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I, I'm not a political guy, and I will never get down here and talk politics. But you, you can't but, tell me that that's what we're doing with our time. But also, not even what we're doing with our time. Like, why? 
I've loved my high school life as much as anybody, but why would I want to go and do that again? I don't know. It's the same thing with some of these kids in college. Like, there's a few that are coming back, but for the most part, it's time to move on. Like, yeah. you just you did your it wasn't what you expected, but it's time to move but, on. But, you know, know, even in college, you can, you can go from a bachelor's degree to a master's degree. Yeah, you can. Or you, you can get a double degree. What are you going to get, a, a double high school diploma? Double GED. I mean, <laughs> this is dumbest thing I don't get it. I really don't get I really don't get it. But anyway, it is what it is, and we can't do anything about it. So good luck to everybody that takes advantage of it. Yeah, I would like to uh, but, yeah. see them legislate some sports gambling. That would be all right, wouldn't it? Hell, even this casino, all of it. Would uh, you come back for an extra year of high school? No. Consider I, it? No. I was – I mean, hell, I could have played ball somewhere if I wanted to. I was beat up. I was ready to, I was ready to have fun. Yeah. Um, it was great, but like the part of, um, we even had an all-star game that we could have played in, but it's like I don't. I, I played my last game with my guys. You know, yeah. I didn't want to do anything else, and it I, just. I, yeah, I left Cumberland. The day I left Cumberland for UK was the day of my high school graduation. You know, I mean, I, I don't uh, yeah. Know. I, I mean, I, I just don't see. I mean, I just don't see the benefit. I mean. And the thing is, too, for some of these kids, they want to get better offers or something. You can go play good for a year and hit the portal if you really want to. I mean, like, there's yeah. – uh, that's – yeah, so. I don't know. It, you know. I, I do know. I do feel bad for all these kids who are going through it I now. I feel terrible for these kids from class in 2020 and 21. But to give them a second chance for – I mean, I, yeah, it just seems silly. So, my – for example – if your kid's what fourteen year old freshman, yeah, you're gonna go against a nineteen twenty year old senior. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Does does, uh, does the age limitation still apply now? Even if they get an additional additional year, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I just found it odd that 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 was something they're doing in Frankfurt. Yeah, I just found it odd. But I worked in Frankfurt for you 10 years. you dealt with them people for too long. Years, you so know I, that I, you yeah. know they like to talk in circles. Yeah. So anyway, um, but that's it, Nick Rouse. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Hope you download and. Subscribe to our podcast. Uh, big news: getting vaccinated today. I'm I'm just excited to see you hang out a little bit. I get I get I used to. Are come you up gonna here. be scared of me when I get my tattoo? Do, oh. do I enter a different level of, of oh badassery? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Do definitely. I really? Yeah. You got to make sure too. Whenever you're doing pregame show stuff, you gotta you gotta show make sure it's visible. So is this is this number one of a sleeve? I think you should do that. Make sure there's some barbed wire in it. Uh, what was the big tattoo when you were in school? Was there like a was there a trend or anything like no, that? No, they were all done with needles. You know. Like old school, yeah, kind of yeah. prison tattoos. Yeah, nobody really. I didn't really know too many people with tattoos. Ooh, you know what you need to do? Snail, yeah. On my stomach. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a, have to be a big It'd snail be big. on my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. So uh, stay tuned. Should I should I reveal the picture on Friday or Saturday, or just keep I just it? I want people to or keep it until the next podcast. I want people to share their suggestions too. Yeah, I do too. I'm I'm anxious to hear those. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. I'm nervous. I would be too. I see. <laughs> Seriously, part part of the reason why I never have and never will get a tattoo is my tastes change too often like I wouldn't know what I would whatever I liked five years ago I'm not going to like five years from now yeah so I but also I'm a wuss maybe this tattoo is something that's been meaningful from womb to tomb 
Mmm. Hmm. <laughs> Wonder what it could be. Plus, the good thing is, is where I'm getting it. They, they, it, they're really COVID safe. So there's not a lot of people in there. So if I cry, nobody can see me. Because <laughs> normally, I mean, you go to a tattoo parlor, there's a bunch of tough people. You oh know yeah, I mean? yeah. So now it'd just be me, and you know, if I do cry. Next week, Freddie gets a Harley. <laughs> no, no. Again, my midlife crisis happened at 30, 31, 32. <laughs> I never expected to live this long, so why not just do something I've always wanted? To hey, do? you only YOLO once, am I right? Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Well, thank you very much for listening, uh, Nick. Thank you for meeting me here in in Lexington at KS Bar and Grill, which is filled up for lunch rather nicely. Yeah. Uh, good luck. What time? Very, very excited what, to what be here for vaccine? the madness. I like 2 o'clock. Let me know how yours goes. Make sure to all the gory details that scare the bejesus out of me. Are you nervous about it? No. I'm not either. I'm excited. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm nervous because I'm not nervous. I don't know. You know? You're thinking too much now. I'm good with it. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, since we found out, since you helped the KSR team with this process – it's probably has been the last three days has been have been the most nerve wracking for me as far as COVID. Just because you don't want to get it. And I have been petrified and very respectful. It's like of Stoop COVID. saying at the you know joking at the bowl game press conference. I get all the way here and then get popped for it the day before the game. Yeah, the last game of the year. Yeah, I mean I have I have worked really really hard to be conscious about a mask. About I mean look here's my you got a hand, big old I, bottle of hand sanitizer. Yeah, I mean. I'm never, I don't ever leave my house, you know, unless See, I have I, to. See, I let down my guard for one week and got it, and it wrecked my family for like a month. Yeah. So it's I, terrible. Plus, I mean, you know, in my Not age, fun. you know, I'm, I'm the – Yeah. I'm prime target. I was, hell, you know? I was sick for a week, like sickest I've ever been, and I'm oh, – well, not in great health, but I'm a youngin'. Yeah. It's no fun. Yeah. Hell, we were ta- I was talking with uh, some in-laws the other day who, you know, they're late 30s or so, and – they six months later can't taste. Had to get a new prescription for their glasses because yeah. their sight's just permanently worse. Yeah. So that sort of stuff is scary. That's why I'm happy to get the vaccine. I hope all of y'all are eager to get it as soon as you can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I agree, and, and I pray for everybody out there that has it or doesn't have it or getting vaccine or have been affected by it. I mean, it, it's really, really been on my mind for the last year because it, it, it's worried me. And then I've seen people that I care about. Uh, not make it from COVID. And that, that really bothered me, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, going back to my tattoo, you know what I did on the same day I got uh, scheduled my tattoo? I got new reading glasses, and I'm up to 250. <laughs> <laughs> I went from 150 to 250 <laughs> on my reading glasses. That's great. That's great. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope you, hope you tune in next week.